All right, guys, what is up? It's Alfred Wilson here at the MS Fitness Network, and we are talking about tempo today. So in the last three episodes, we've talked about reps, we've talked about sets, rest periods, and tempo. If you've combined all four of these, you have the basic structure of what a program should look like when exercises are attached to it. Um, we'll, I'll probably go over exercise selection um, in the next podcast episode. So just kind of wrap this up with a nice little bow on it. Um, so tempo, we'll talk about that today. What is it? Why do we use it? And um, how to implement it in your training is what I'm going to try to cover here. Um, so what tempo is, is the speed at which you perform a given exercise. It is split into four parts based on muscle contraction, um, or different periods of muscle contraction and um, relaxation. So the first part of, so you'll see it written as, how I write it, is four different numbers. There's four different areas. You may see it even written as three. Um, I want to say that I've probably seen one written as two, which is super weird, two numbers. Um, but either way, concept generally is the same. Right? There is an eccentric portion of the exercise. There is an isometric hold or stop at the exercise. And then there is a concentric phase where you are actively contracting the muscle that's being used in the exercise. And then there is an isometric hold at the end of um, The eccentric comes first because that is generally the first part of the movement, and that is when the weight is being lowered. Um, there's a bunch of different examples. The biggest one is a bicep curl. But because every other podcast or video or explanation of tempo talks about the bicep curl as the example, I'm going to use something different and go with a push-up. So the eccentric portion of the push-up is when you are starting at the top of the push-up position and you are lowering yourself down. So it is a lowering of the weight. You lower yourself down to the ground. At the bottom or the end of that lowering phase is the first isometric hold. And then the actual press up is a concentric phase. So the muscles of the chest, shoulders, and triceps are actively contracting to push your body back up from the floor. And then back to the top of the push-up, that's the last isometric hold, and that would equal one repetition of the push-up. Um, what this will look like on paper, and I don't have a, I do have a video version of this. I'll um, attach a link to the video version of what this looks like, um, so you guys can get a good idea and see that, um, if this isn't making sense to you on audio. So, and also put this up in the, um, put up a pretty good description of this in the blog too, so you can see. So, what this looks like on paper is, say your tempo is a four, one, three, one. Four being the first part, which is eccentric. So, you would lower yourself down over four seconds. Pause for one second at the bottom. And then press yourself up slowly over three seconds to the top with a one second pause. You do that for six to eight reps, and you are going to feel a really good stimulus in the workout without having to do 60, 70 repetitions. In my experience, a lot of people don't like to do 
this. They'd rather just get the reps in. But if I just had you do, if you were capable of push-ups, and I had you do eight push-ups, um, that'd probably be really simple for you. All right, well, I just did eight. If I had you do eight push-ups over the course of four, seven, eight, nine, nine times eight, 72 over a minute and 12 seconds, that is a lot of time under t muscular tension. And you are going to feel that without it being overly fatiguing, but you still get that mind-muscle connection because you've slowed the movement down. You are at a less of a risk of injury and you're able to really work through the range of motion that you're capable of. So that's what I am a really big fan of for tempo. So that's really a setup for it. Um, what is it for? It is to teach motor control, so how to move your body or an object in space, whether that's with a back squat or with the deadlift or with the push-up, have some control over that by slowing down the movement. Um, it is to provide a level of safety because you're not moving heavy loads fast when you are not, or you may not quite be ready for them because you just haven't been training for a long period of time. Um, so in slowing it down, it allows you to learn the movement, again, get that mind-muscle connection and um, do that safely with a decrease in your risk of injury and then for a metabolic effect. So to kind of give you that burn and that muscle breakdown for you to build muscle over time is ultimately what you'll get from this by just having a lot of time under muscular tension and progressing that over time. So as you get better at the movement, the tempo should go from slower to faster. Um, so in the previous example, it was four, one, three, one, uh, in week one, in week two, it may be a push up at three, one, three, one in week three, it may be a push up at three, one, two, one. And in week four, it may be a push up at three, oh, X one. So that is dropping the total amount of time under tension that you have in a four week period. Um, over time, the intent would be for you to improve the movement slowly first and then progress to faster tempos in your movement as you get more confident at it. Um, that is the simplest way to do it. And I will do another episode on exercise selection to hopefully tie all these together. Um, so you kind of understand when is it that you should apply tempo, when may it not be necessary, how to do it without wasting a ton of time. Because if I'm talking to you about 72 seconds per set with 60 seconds of rest between each set, you start to figure out that you're adding a lot of time here, which should really go into like goal setting and planning and things like that to make sure that you're in a really good spot and you're not wasting time in the gym or whatever exercise methodology that you're using all this information in, um, which generally would be applicable to the gym or maybe even your house, and that you're able to get in some good work and improve your fitness and stay strong and stay healthy over time. Um, if you don't want to have to think about this, tempo is probably the hardest thing for people to get and understand. What I say simply is if you're doing something like a push-up, go down slow, pause at the bottom, come up slow, pause at the top. I put that in numbers just to kind of um, clean it up and make it super simple, but that's really all tempo is. I'm not sitting in front of my stopwatch making sure that I go down in the eccentric portion of a push-up 
over four seconds. There are some people that do that. That's fine. Um, that seems like a little bit more of overkill for me. But to keep it super simple, lower the weight really slow. Pause at the end of the movement. Pull it back really slow. Pause at the end of the movement. And then do that again for however many reps. As you feel more confident at it, go a little bit faster. Don't go down as slow. And then come up a little bit faster and pulse. So that's really all you're doing. Putting numbers to it kind of gives you an idea of progression of how you can go from slower to faster movements versus just jumping the movements that are super fast, like a freaking kettlebell swing. There are a hundred times, and I've done it too, given somebody who's never who can't bend over, touch their toes, and never done a deadlift, but giving them a kettlebell and said, hey, go do this kettlebell swing. And over the course of anywhere from a few days to a few weeks, maybe even a few months, they're coming into the gym, hey, I botched my back. Um, And there's a bunch of different factors that go into that. But I think spending time um, really having some control and learning the movement, using a tempo progression, puts you in a really good spot to move weight safely, um, whether you're at work or whether you're in the gym. So again, if you don't want to do any of this or you don't have to think about this, I want you to want to do it, right? Um, but if you don't have to think about any of this and you're looking for some structure and some accountability on how to progress through a really well thought out uh, fitness fitness and exercise program for specifically for the EMS professional that's working on shifts and has a lot of other things going on and to think about, but you feel you are ready and you can execute on just getting work done uh, two to three, maybe even four times a week um, as you progress and get better, then click the link, join the EMS Fitness Network. You'll get the uh, daily dispatch, which is daily program and deliver right to your smartphone and some nutrition recommendations and uh, ongoing support and accountability there. If you want some more, you want a more one-on-one approach because of maybe you have some specific goal you're trying to accomplish that you'd like to have um, individual accountability for and some more resources available to knock that out, then um, I'll put both links for that. You can sign up and work with me one-on-one or you can go into the EMS Fitness Network and work inside of that group. There's a lot of good resources in there that I'm putting together. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So hope that helps. And you guys have any questions, just hit me up. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you later.